Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
undermining the board's authority. Last month, the OCA disrupted the biannual board meeting to protest another recent change made by the USDA, a change that makes it more difficult to get synthetics off the list of materials allowed in organic. Now you get it. It's all part of a power grab that threatens organics, and it's just plain illegal. It's very um, hard to do anything about yeah, it, though, apparently. They have a legal uh, petition. And again, go to Organic Consumers Association. That's the website and the group that's doing this. i got to hand it to this group. I mean, you know, they're, 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 they're watching stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. This stuff would just get passed, and then before you know it, organics would be off the market, and everybody would go, what's the matter? Yeah. Yeah, and they, they sneak these things up on you. Yeah. And, of course, there's no publicity given to any of it. You don't know what's happening. Yeah, and the problem So you is, don't even know when to yeah, support it or how to support and it. The problem is, see, these goddamn um, uh, companies, these, these food companies and so on, they're all, you know, they're, they're all um, trying to keep, uh, they're, they're, they're in a big problem. they got a really big problem because all their food is GMO, right? So now they're going to come up and the, the, the market is the half the market or more is non-GMO and organic. You know, people are striving for those products mm -hmm. and they're willing to pay more to get them. So what's happening is all these market are their their uh, cash cows are, are becoming uh, obsolete, you know, dried up. So now they have to find new ways to, uh, to uh, milk you. All right. Also, you, if you go to this site, you can sign the petition. Tell Hillary Clinton to stop promoting Monsanto and GMOs because right. she's supporting that. That's right. Um, yep, and so is uh, so is every bastard in Washington D.C. Oh, they're uh, also bought off. They're also damn bought off. Mira Osman, Clinton, uh, Obama—they're all Monsanto people. You know, they're all Monsanto. Terry, uh, Clarence Thomas used to work for Monsanto. Mm -hmm. He's a Supreme And he was put in there by Bush. Senior, I think. Yeah, Bush was a kiss ass to Monsanto. Yeah. So they all had holdings. Yeah, so it's like, you know, what a joke. But, you know, that's, that's where we're at now, folks. So, you know, just understand that uh, uh, I don't, it's all fun. Uh, I think that's enough of that. You think we should do that? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, enough. Right. Just to repeat it the same thing. Well, it goes on a little more, but. Yeah. Anyway, everybody. Isn't that exciting that you're going to lose, you may lose your organic uh, uh, um, retailing thing, you know? It's really pretty scary. Yeah. Now, this is kind of interesting because uh, we're, 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 we are pro, pro, pro Palestinian in this, in this uh, conflict, unfortunately. Uh, the rest of the world doesn't understand that... Uh, yeah, it's uh, David and Goliath. Uh, I think I think they recognize that one day Goliath is going to go back. It's going to appear as a Palestinian and knock the shit out of you back. All right. So you know, just remember your own history. But in the meantime, everybody else should remember to boycott Israeli products. Yeah, for Gaza, you just need to be a human. Okay, and all of these products are Pepsi. Johnson and Johnson, Fanta, Coca Cola, PepsiCo, uh, Levi's jeans, uh, Maybelline, Nestle's, um, uh, Sprite, uh, uh, McDonald's, uh, Nokia, uh, Mark Spencer, Libby's, yeah. Redkin, Timberland, Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, Huggies, DKNY, Nestle's, Colgate, Gar Garnier, Garnier, All right, uh, Intel. Yeah. Calvin Klein, Barbie, Sky, L'Oreal, Ralph Lauren. PepsiCo, Maybelline. Uh, yeah, you said Sky and L'Oreal. IBM. Uh, Ambi Pure. Ambi Pure, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Vicks. Vicks VapoRub and Vicks products. Forget that. They boycott Israel. They're made in Israel for Carnival. National Geographic. Yeah, Revlon uh, Professional. Yeah. Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren. Libby's, Mark Spencer, Timberland, Timberland, guys, Timberland. Boss. You know, don't buy Crap. Timberland shoes. The the uh, the Times, uh, CNN, Mark Spencer, Redken, 
don't know what Redskin is. It's a hair product. Is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. IBM, Dannon, Kraft, Boss, Sun Times, uh, the Sun Times, uh, Sanex. I don't know what Sanex is. Uh, DKNY. Uh, I know what that is, but I forget it. Something. It's clothing. Is it? Uh -huh. Yeah, okay. DKNY, Gap, uh, National Geographic. I just read all that. Yeah, Kraft, Boss. Uh, I don't know what the other ones are. ICQ, Colgate, 20th Century Fox. Huh. Probably that's just part of it. Yeah, that's just a bunch of some of the products that they're saying that more cost. Oh, well. This over it says uh, ProPublica. Meet the online tracking device that is virtually impossible to block. Well, what, you want to read that? Yeah, they were talking about that on the radio yesterday. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Well, should we soil ourselves by by bringing up uh, CPR crap or NPR uh, noise? I think this is the one they were talking about. ProPublica meets the online tracking device that is virtually impossible to block. Okay, yeah. This story, written by Julia Agwin, was originally co-published by ProPublica and Mashable. Yeah. After this article was published, UPorn <laughs> contacted us to say it had removed ads this technology from its website saying that the website was completely unaware that AdDisk contained a tracking software that had the potential to jeopardize the privacy of our users. A spokeswoman for the criminal digital marketer, Ligatus, also said uh, that it, that it is no longer running its test of Canvas fingerprinting and that it has no plans to use it in the future. A new extremely persistent type of online tracking is shadowing visitors to thousands of top websites from whitehouse.gov to uporn.com. Um, first uh, documented in a forthcoming paper by researchers at Princeton University, a university in Belgium, and this type of tracking called Canvas fingerprinting works by instructing the visitor's web browser to draw a hidden image. Because each computer draws the image slightly different, the images can be used to assign each user device a number that is uniquely identified. Wow. I think it's hard to do cell phones. Well, yeah, but they can do, they do a, so a This a kind computer. of computer they can do. Yeah, yeah. Like other tracking tools, Canvas fingerprints are used to build profiles of users based on the websites they visit. Profiles that shape which ads, news articles, and other types of content are displayed to them. But fingerprints are usually, unusually hard to block. They can be prevented by using they standard... They can't be prevented. Oh, by using standard web browser privacy settings or using anti-tracking tools such as Adblock Plus. Uh, the researchers found Canvas fingerprinting computer code primarily written by a company called AdDis on 5% of the top 100,000 websites. Most of the codes, code was on websites that use AdDis social media sharing tools. And other fingerprinters include the German digital maker Ligatus and the Canadian dating site Plenty of Fish. <laughs> A list of the websites on which um, researchers found the code is here. Right, but, uh, Richard Harris, chief executive at this, said the company began testing kind of fingerprinting and so on. So it goes on and on. But all, all you got to know is they got this thing, guys, that's creepy, and you got to watch it. Uh, they're going to track everything you do. They're not already. That's pretty scary. 
wanted to, um, maybe we should go to a quick music break here where we pull together our, our resources. And um, it's uh, got a few really kind of interesting things to say tonight to talk about. But um, there seems to be too much. To, 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 um, I was scanning through some of my. Uh, well, go to a okay. music break, then, Leo, if you're not ready. Yeah. So uh, let me let me do that. Let me go to a music break, and we'll be back shortly thereafter. going on out there in the mainstream media, but once this Ebola thing 
takes flight and starts to hit the U.S. and other places, then people are going to be like, where did it come from? How did it get here? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the man you're looking at, George Soros, is behind this 100%. And not only is Mr. Soros involved in this, but the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is at the core of this whole thing, too. Imagine that there is all kinds of information here at these links. There are links beyond links at these links with information that shows the connection between not only Bill Gates and company, but George Soros and all of his connections here. Links to the Sierra Leone president. Um, has links to the far-right banker-controlled Ukrainian government, which he's come out and admitted backing all this stuff. He's been busted. But you will not see this in the mainstream media because they control it. And that's the truth. So they're stating that this Ebola pandemic here that's breaking loose is pretty much only happening because of the hospitals, the hospitals in the region, and that it indeed started or sparked from a hospital. Now, this bioweapons lab is a stage two facility that's inside of a hospital inside Sierra Leone, and they're stating that this is where this whole thing came from. Now they're saying they're shutting the plant down to try to hide everything, of course. But the fact of the matter is it's already been created. It's already loose. And there's been fresh reports here that a second U.S. citizen now confirmed to have Ebola and that another man confirmed, not sure what country here, it stated a big city in Nigeria, a man confirmed to have died in that city. So this is just a heads up. When it starts to get really bad all the time, you can always track it back to the same billionaire goons that are pulling the strings. And let it be known, these men are exposed. This thing starts to get massively out of hand. I'm telling you, these are the men responsible. And we have all the proof to back it up on both levels. As always, I'll leave links. But when it comes to this Ebola pandemic, I can guarantee you about to break loose planned and staged, just like everything else, these are the men responsible. Bill Melinda Gates, George Soros, funding this bio-weapons bio lab at the focus of this controversy. Spin up in seven piece. So what do they say? Oh, the Ebola virus got out. Whoops. <laughs> what? Oh, dear. You know, and then what about all the people that are dying? You know, you always have to keep in mind that uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is headed by Bill Gates' father. And Bill Gates' father is a known eugenicist. That's right. He believes in culling the population. Of course, not Bill and Melinda himself. That would be like you and me and your friends. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ordinary people. The ordinary people with less than a billion dollars. All right. Uh, but, I don't know, he, uh, Bill Gates has been connected to eugenics for many, many, many years, and uh, we see what's coming down. We're, we're trying to warn you to read Agenda 21, read the, uh, uh, these things are all on Google, you know, you can Google all Doesn't make you feel any better. That no, Ebola at least, at least is that, a horrid virus that there's no that, cure for. That eugenics has been, uh, has been a method uh, uh, demanded by the UN, okay, and all of the world governments agreed that they would uh, in, that they would do these things. You know, we're doing it a little. We're doing it a little faster here, though. We're just putting poison directly just into the food. To poison the food, you know, just destroy the food. That's what gen- that's what genetically modified food is all about. That's right. It's putting pesticides directly into the food source. Or changing foods, uh, actually just changing their DNA, changing their uh, their, their uh, makeup, you know. And, and in doing that, you're creating a Franken-food, and it's, uh, and it's wreaking havoc on uh, millions and billions of people around the world, you know. And, uh, uh, anyway. uh, and that's why all European countries 
or most of the European countries have refused have, have to have refused, it. Uh, refused and a lot of South American countries. South American countries as well, and European countries have kicked this Monsanto out the door, out of their country, and never to allow them to operate again. Um, Oh, Fox, Fox's curses, Kurt's immense statement that no question Hamas kidnapped Israeli teens. Fox's media buzz host, Howard Kurtz, definitively laid blame on Hamas Sunday morning for initiating the current hostilities with Israel, stating at the top of his show, and this is a quote, there is no question that Hamas started the latest round of Mideast violence, first with killing of the three Israeli teenagers, them by firing rockets indiscriminately at the Jewish state. Bud Speed, Dorsey Shaw, noticed the line right away and thought it fishy. As word emerged Friday that the kidnappings were likely the work of a lone cell, Hamas-affiliated. In the words of BBC John Donison, but not operating under leadership, Kurtz amended his statement letter on Twitter, my point on the three Israeli slain teenagers is that Hamas praised killings as heroic acts. You know, they, they're always amending, adjusting, shaping. They shape the news, folks. It's sort of like a sculpture. It's never the real thing. It's a reproduction. That's true. That's absolutely right. Um, so... You know, the news is shaped for you. And even this, to some degree, is shaped, too. You know, you never get an un... You just have unbiased view. You're just going to have to sift through it and decide for yourself, you know, where the truth lies. Uh, Ebola virus could spread worldwide, experts warn. This is a follow-up to what I read before. The deadly... Whoops, that jumped. I was all set to read that. I don't know where that went. Sorry, folks, but the Ebola virus could spread worldwide. I mean, we're, the world is very small now with airplanes and people traveling all over the place. I've got a, I've got a, a story for you. It's called, um, this is from Prison Planet. It says, in the event of an emergency, yep. illegals to be evacuated before citizens. I read that. It was interesting. Is that something? Mm-hmm. Should a hurricane or other life-threatening catastrophic weather event impact South Texas, illegal aliens occupying various shelters will be first in line to get to safer ground, the National Weather Service coordinator says. Right? At a meeting uh, last week, Emergency managers in the Rio Grande Valley uh, region addressed the reality that in addition to picking up the tab for putting the immigrants up, they have also accepted responsibility for their safety. That means ensuring illegal aliens have a safe evacuation from temporary and permanent shelters during an emergency. You have extra sheltering areas and detention centers right here, uh, Coroner Barry uh, Bowman uh, told KRGV News. He says, and uh, and are they able to withstand the wind? Are they able to withstand floods, waters nearby to get humanitarian relief? Well, Goldsmith is worried that if a hurricane or other emergency hits the evacuation of 4,000 illegal aliens, could be impeded by citizens also trying to reach safety. One way to ensure the illegals remain safe is to evacuate them before the general population receives evacuation orders. Valley City leaders have concluded. Jesus. The entire valley detention area will be evacuated first, says Goldsmith. And in, other, and in words, uh, before the public gets their mandatory evacuation, the plan is to get all of their unoccupied women, uh, or accompanied women and children out of the valley into safer ground before anybody else is warned. <laughs> the city and federal officials say by getting unaccompanied women, alien women and children out first, they're trying to avoid a Hurricane Rita-type situation where more than 100 people died during the mass exodus of 2.5 million people from the eastern area. Right? So, in other words, you know, 
It's just they, they're giving people, they're giving the uh, illegal aliens the uh, gas fungus. Hmm. the emergency. It's amazing. Mm, it is, I definitely like it. It's freaking amazing. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, on oh here's, here's one idea. I'm oh, sorry. On uh, Yah- I already read that. On Yahoo News. I just did that. You didn't read that. Yes, I just talked about the water rights being controlled by the government. Yeah. Um, Yahoo News, I'll go back to the Ebola virus. The deadly virus of Ebola could spread worldwide, experts have warned. Um, Professor Hugh Pennington, Emeritus Professor of Bacteriology at the University of Aberdeen, told the Daily Mail, if the disease gets going in Nigeria, it would be cause for concern. Nigeria has close links with the UK and many other countries. International airports in Nigeria are now screening passengers arriving from foreign countries for symptoms of Ebola. However, experts have said this might be fruitless because the virus cannot be diagnosed immediately and it has an incubation period of between 2 and 21 days. The news of Soya's death uh, came just days after a top Ebola doctor, and Soya was the guy who flew from um, Liberia to, to Nigeria, I think, or Sierra Leone, one of those places. Um, the news of Soya's death came just days after a top Ebola doctor in Sierra Leone, uh, Sheikh Umar Khan died after contracting the, the virus in Liberia. A high-profile doctor, Samuel Brisbane, died of Ebola. And if you've been listening to the national news at all, Kent Brantley, an American doctor from Texas, he's become infected. This outbreak, which is the deadliest in recorded history, has killed at least 672 people in West Africa since January and another 1,200 are believed to have been infected. Liberia announced on Monday it had closed most of its border crossings in a bid to curb the virus. Humanitarian organization Doctors Without Borders has deployed some 300 staff in West Africa to treat patients affected by Ebola, warned the outbreak is out of control and curbing it will require a massive deployment of resources of government in West Africa and aid organizations. And a cure for the deadly virus is yet to be found. So that's of concern for everybody. Yeah. Well, it turns out, this is that interesting one, that 40% of all the weapons uh, that we sent to uh, uh, Afghanistan are, are unaccounted for. Yeah, I read that. It's really sick. The government oversight agency, it's from the Washington Times, a government oversight agency says the Pentagon has lost track of more than 40% of the firearms it has provided to Afghanistan security forces, prompting officials to contemplate a carrot-and-stick approach to arming the fledgling military. A special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction report scheduled to be made public Monday says the Pentagon's two primary information centers are systems that track weapons sent to Afghanistan. Um, uh, The Operational Verification of Reliable Logistics Oversight Database and the Security Cooperation Information Portal are rife with errors. Although the oversight article is moving on me. Uh, although the oversight agency cannot say at this point whether any of the arms uh, have made their way into neighboring countries such as Pakistan, the flawed tracking methods are fostering fears that militants could gain control of Pentagon-supplied weapons. And Jerry Brown, senior audit manager for Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, said those weapons could very well go on to the black market and enter another country. We have no evidence that it has, he said, but that wasn't really in the scope of our audit. So, yeah, I mean, guys, it's crazy. But over the past decade, the Pentagon has provided 
what the report describes as more than 747,000 weapons and auxiliary equipment to the Afghan National Security Forces oh, at a cost of $626 million. Small arms such as rifles, pistols, machine guns, grenade launchers, and shotguns account for the majority of those weapons. And of the 474,823 serial numbers recorded in the oversight database, uh, 203,888 of those numbers, or about 43%, had missing or duplicate information. So those, most of them are fraud. Imagine <laughs> that. It's just amazing how, they, how, they, how, how stupid we are. I mean, it's stupid, not stupid, but, uh, you know, whoever was trying to make money by selling guns, you know, did it, did so, you know. Did a good job at it, too. Until they forgot them. Jeez, crazy. So, anyway. We're arming our own enemies. Well, the industry has no loyalty to any government. See, here we come already. Here it starts. Anybody who's heard of the FEMA camps, all right, you know, that uh, are are up and being run now, uh, here's one of the reasons for it. A whistleblower, L.A. planning to forcibly house homeless citizens in camps. The source, an office clerk within the uh, L.A.D.H.S., Los Angeles Department of Homeland Security, Mm -hmm. said that that during a police policy meeting on the morning of July 18th, June 18th, last month, his supervisor announced that the Los Angeles County Department of Health Services has struck a deal with the government to open up lost cost ho- low-cost housing facilities for homeless people, otherwise known as FEMA camps. And the source said that the supervisor ordered staff not to use this term FEMA camp. All right? The program is focused around removing or relocating homeless people from the streets of downtown L.A., uh, starting with Skid Row. And that's what they're doing in, in all these countries, all these states down in North Carolina, um, major cities. Mm-hmm. They're down. sweeping them to FEMA camps. Yeah. FEMA camps, yeah. And people wonder where the hell they are, where they're going. They're arresting them and taking them off. Uh, Whistleblower who claimed to work inside the Los Angeles Health Department from uh, the wars that LA officials are planning to forcibly remove homeless people from the streets later in the summer and house them in facilities which they will not be permitted to leave. And that's pretty sick. We will approach them from the streets. Okay, the program is focused around removing and relocating homeless people from the streets in downtown L.A. Uh, sorry, on Skid Row. Says we will approach them on the street asking if they need or want help, usually offering food to get their direct attention. If they come into the office and make their job twice as efficient, said the supervisor, in most cases the decision is already made for them unless they become combative or belligerent, in, the, in which case we send them to our 72-hour psych evaluation and then transfer them while under sedation or heavy medication to the sewer holy crap. They're already sending them out, by the way. Mm. Oh, man. The supervisor stressed that the program would be humane that it would uh, help clean up the streets, and that the citizens being per, per, uh, processed into the housing units would receive medical treatment as RFID chip room and board, uh, but that they cannot leave. Okay, huh. then they, they'd be put in, they'd be given a, an RFID chip. The supervisor elaborated that the facility was not a prison, but that its population would be kept there for their own health and safety. The whistleblower points to a page on the Department of Health uh, Services official website which details how roving teams will help provide short-term housing with health oversight to homeless uh, Department of Health Service patients who are recovering from acute illness or injury or have the conditions that would be exacerbated by living on the street or in shelters. Um, mm-hmm. The post also mentions a 38-bed recuperative care site in South Los Angeles, which will be open this summer to cater for the homeless. And the notion of forcing homeless people off the streets into detention facilities is not a conspiracy theory. It has already been taking place across the United States. Los Angeles' 
already making moves to force charities for the homeless off the streets as part of plans for the gentrification of the entire areas. Last year, the city of Columbia, uh, South Carolina, voted to make homelessness a crime and creating uh, police patrols, which gave homeless people the choice of either forcibly entering a shelter on the edge of the town or being sent to jail. So this is, uh, and then uh, more than 50 cities all over the nation are also made feeding the homeless a crime, uh, which is in places like Camden, New Jersey, authorities are bulldozing entire cent, cent, uh, tent cities. So you can check this article out for yourself at uh, prisonplanet.com. And please, uh, please, please, uh, you know. Okay, here's a good article. Are there any terrorist groups who aren't paid foot soldiers for the U.S. military intelligence agenda? Let me see if I have this right, because it's getting pretty hard to keep things straight these days. So it is on record that the U.S. government military-industrial complex has financially backed the ISIS rebels in Syria to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, and key members were trained by our, by our CIA as secret military base in Jordan back in 2012. In fact, ISIS is reportedly a joint effort created by the intelligence agencies of the U.S., the United Kingdom, and guess who else? Israel. As ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi reportedly received military training from those three agencies, as per recent Edward Snowden revelations. Worse, as reports uncovered by Tony Cardalucci showed, the U.S., Israel, and Saudi Arabia had planned as far back as 2007 to specifically use sectarian extremists to overrun and overthrow Syria. ISIS, by the way, is the same group who are now crucifying Christians in Iraq. It is also recorded that the U.S. government gave bin Laden a $3 billion investment to create the terrorist network Al-Qaeda, the same Al-Qaeda we're supposed to believe did 9-11, but also the same Al-Qaeda that U.S. helped fund and put into power in Libya to overthrow Gaddafi, who ultimately killed our ambassador and three other Americans there. The U.S. government under the Bush administration also gave a lump sum, $43 million grant, to Afghanistan's Taliban government back in May 2001, right before 9-11. That's on top of previous financial aid already being doled out to Afghanistan at the time, in addition to the untold billions they received back in the Soviet era when they were known as the Mujahideen. The Cato Institute puts that 43 million in context. Afghanistan, this is a quote, Afghanistan's estimated gross domestic product was a mere $2 billion. The equivalent financial impact on the U.S. economy would have required an infusion of $215 billion. In other words, $43 million was, a very, ser was very serious money to Afghans, Afghanistan's theocratic masters. The U.S. government, along with Israel, also helped to create Hamas. <coughs> we all know who Hamas is. As a counterweight to the secular nationalists of the Palestine Liberation Organization. I'll read that again, just in case you didn't get it. The U.S. government, that's us folks, along with Israel, helped create Hamas as a counterweight to the Palestinian Liberation Organization. And currently, the U.S. government is financially backing the Ukrainian soldiers who are cleansing the parasites. The U.S. government and media refer to as pro-Russian separatist terrorists, which are really just people who don't vote the way our government wants them to. After 
after military opera after a military operation where the U.S. put a controlled billionaire's globalist puppet into power in Ukraine. If the American public doesn't start investigating the Ukrainian civil war now, then the results for all of us will be far worse, especially because this one could end in a nuclear war. And here is a video exposing the lies of the Obama administration and its huge regime in Kiev about the May 3rd massacre in Odessa that sparked the Ukrainian civil war, our ethnic cleansing of the people who live in Ukraine's southeast. Let's see where that is. I guess that's this one. Watch shocking video. Let's see what they what they have to say here. This is important. A huge hushed-up conspiracy is about to turn your life upside down in the coming months. The media is not saying a word because it would generate mass hysteria and chaos. However, right now, in this video, I'm going to expose the real truth. This will make even the most tough-minded patriots' blood curl. Because when the sinister agenda is finally accomplished and everything unravels, only those who know this secret information will survive and thrive. Hi, my name is Alec Deacon. And in this short and controversial presentation that will not be up for long, I'm going to expose how a devastating once-in-60-years event, along with corporate greed and corruption, are setting the stage for a social and economic time bomb that will detonate right in the middle of the U.S. I'll reveal how the impending collapse of the U.S. food supply system will steal the food from your kids' tables, leaving them hungry and helpless and forcing them to scavenge for scraps. And I'll explain what you must do today to ensure that you and your family not only survive, but actually rise to the top of a fallen society when chaos rules and communities need someone to lead them. But that's not all. If you stick until the end of this very short presentation, I'll give you a somewhat weird but insanely effective way to build a 5-year, 10-year, or even 20-year stockpile of super nutritious food that the government simply cannot steal from you. Best of all, this still secret method costs you up to 20 times less than you'd have to pay on survival food, literally just a few cents per meal. I think that's more of an ad than it is uh, yeah, what I, I thought it was. Yeah. What I wanted to mention, though, uh, before... I wanted to mention this because uh, this when I read this it bothered me because uh, there's a rush to, to using statins, okay, and the controversy continues for good reason. You're likely heard about the importance of cholesterol and how you could get your cholesterol levels checked every year as part of your annual checkup. Well, blood cholesterol has been used as an indicator of health risk now for a number of decades. But ever since the link between LDL cholesterol and coronary artery disease was made, well, the role of cholesterol in a diet has also been highly publicized. But what they're saying is, see, statins, uh, if you're familiar with, the, with what statins are, they, uh, they reduce the, 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 the bad cholesterol, supposedly, in your system and help your body uh, run better. But remember the egg controversy? The prevailing wisdom was that you shouldn't eat eggs because they contain cholesterol. And the thought was that you should also avoid all food high in cholesterol or saturated fat with raises uh, cholesterol levels. Well, it's fine now, folks, that fat is good for you, all right? So is cholesterol. Yeah, remember, <laughs> in the meantime, a scientist working for major drug companies really understood the secret to all of this. They found that most of the cholesterol measured in the blood is actually made in the liver and not directly associated to food intake. Right? They found an enzyme inside the liver that was necessary in the processing of making LDL cholesterol and developed a drug to block this enzyme. And they called this drug a statin drug, of which there are now several being used by millions of Americans to lower cholesterol. But how on, but hold on now, is this really necessary? Well, the research clearly indicates that avoiding foods containing cholesterol and saturated fat in general did not directly uh, affect the rates of coronary heart disease, after all. Science also told us that 70 to 80% of adults admitted to hospital emergency wards when acute cardiac systems in the U.S. had normal blood cholesterol. Imagine that. Huh. Yeah. The people didn't have a heart attack because of cholesterol. Yet the hysteria regarding cholesterol uh, continued to build, and the drug companies were very much behind us. 
as were some of the governmental organizations that recommended public health policy. Sure, it was discovered that taking a statin drug like Lipitor or Crestor uh, could help you avoid a heart attack if you already have heart disease or are at high risk of experiencing one. But in this case, how the drugs were prescribed or marketed. Uh, let's see. Lipitor became the best-selling drug in the U.S. history by 2003. And annual sales estimated $12.4 billion a year. Huh? Imagine that. That stuff doesn't even matter if you're low cholesterol or high. How many people over the age of 55 are taking these drugs needlessly and suffering side effects like muscle and joint pain or heart arrhythmia, muscle and joint pain? It's, a, it's depressing to say the... Uh, the least that these patients are being needlessly medicated when all they really need to do is change their lifestyle, exercise regularly, take a few cheap nutritional supplements, all in the face of drug marketing, physician influence, and a general lack of research knowledge being applied to patient care. This is especially troubling when you think that the data set drug companies are using uh, was performed by mostly young men who had high cholesterol levels already. Does this data set apply to older folks whose cholesterol levels are within normal limits, but who may have a few other risk factors for heart disease? He says, I think not. He says, the issue here is that the research does not support the use of statins in people for primary prevention of heart attack, period. In the primary prevention of death in heart attack, statins provide no benefit, and 99.3% of the patients treated. Incidentally, the research has indicated that lifestyle intervention is better than the drugs for the primary prevention of heart disease. However, no data exists between the use of statin drugs and life change intervention for the primary prevention of heart disease. Maybe it's time to settle this right now. No drug company wants this trial to be funded. Statins lower blood levels of LDL uh, cholesterol significantly. But this fact has not translated into clinical benefits for most people. This is what happens when you pin all hope on improving uh, human health by influencing the results of the blood test. All right. Okay. So it's amazing, huh? Yeah, um, and I, 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 I was told that by my doctor, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of pissed off at the whole thing now. That well, bring the article in and show it to me. Yeah. Uh, I found that uh, video audio that I wanted to play. It's called The Best Enemies Money Can Buy.
and The Rise of Hitler, and of course, National Suicide. He's probably written at least 10 other books, including The Federal Reserve Conspiracy, The uh, Trilateralist Over Washington, Volumes 1 and 2. He's written extensively on the Skull and Bone Society, on gold, on diamonds. Uh, certainly, Anthony Sutton is one of the finest writers that we have within the conservative movement today. And for the last 20 years, he hasn't been doing interviews. Uh, he, I've uh, contacted him a number of times, asked him to do radio interviews with me, but uh, folks, um, I advise you to go to the activist post and get that audio piece on there. It's um, on an interview with Anthony Sutton. I think it would be really worthwhile. I'm sorry we can't play that interview. It's an hour interview, but I wanted to at least find out what books he had written, and he's written a number of books, and he hasn't given an interview since 1980. I was just going to end this show tonight with... Um I might play, I might read this tomorrow night, but um, I'm sure. But how Monsanto and biotech companies violate the Nuremberg Code with <laughs> inhumane experiments on humans, yeah. and we'll be touching on that one tomorrow. Okay. All right, so folks. I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight, and uh, tell your friends, and join us tomorrow night when we talk union news. Uh, right? Good night, folks. Yeah, good night, everybody. Have a good evening and. Talk to you tomorrow.